Hey, it's me again. This is episode five of Invite the Neighbors. I'm sitting here. I'm on my bed now. I'm just I'm getting lazier and lazier with each episode with how I position myself. Literally just laying in bed. I'm here with Mitch and Jeremy from Painted Friends. They're from uh, Downriver area, Michigan. I've gotten like three different answers as far as like where are you guys from. I've heard Ipsy. I've heard Detroit. And then there was one more I don't remember. Anyways, um, these guys have an album all album out called to feel the ache of old age it's actually really really good i say actually because they i don't think they've ever played a show but they have an album and it's it's actually just really good so give that a listen and um yeah we'll go from there they're about to walk in and we're gonna record so thanks for listening guys and we're rolling yes so, Mitch, let's talk about how you're the drummer and feel like you shouldn't be talking. I'm the drummer. I'm not. I don't need to talk. <laughs> are you Are you not a talker in, in general? No, I I never shut up. But Oh, really? Yeah. No, once you get me going on anything, you can... That's good, because this is kind of like a talking format. Yeah. No, you know? just in a, in a band setting, I've always just been the drummer. So, oh. I'm just in the back, and, you know, no one cares. But, you know, we're a duo, so yeah, I have to actually care do you like do you ever do you use any microphones like do you do any backup vocals or anything like that no band i've ever been in has allowed me to (laughs) no no, none of them have ever heard me sing we've talked about it yeah like i would have you like wanted to oh absolutely like for because i can drum and sing just fine um i've wanted to for probably like nine years i can't even imagine drumming let alone like drumming and singing i struggle mightily just to play guitar and sing well like for me i don't play a real instrument like I just hit stuff, so I can just... Oh, Mitch. I can just go into autopilot, right? Yeah. And with the drums and the singing aspect of my brain, that's what I put the focus into. I'm sure it's kind of the same for you when you play guitar and sing. Yeah. No, it was definitely hard when I first started singing and playing guitar. Yeah. Just got to practice at it. Yeah. I have to, like, write really simple stuff. Like... Like, I can't do really a complex chord, like, strumming patterns, um, just because it, it'll it'll fuck me up. By the way, you can swear. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do it. Like, I've gotten better at it since, like, I've had to do it. Um, but uh, back in the day when I wrote music, I would write all the guitar first, and it was just me and a drummer. Um, and, like, that was, like, all my old stuff was just me and a drummer, and... I would make the guitar as complicated as I wanted and then like I would go and record it and then I would just do vocals over the guitar I already recorded but I never had to do both at the same time yeah. and then once I started trying to do that I'm like oh there's no way in hell I could do this <laughs> so like yeah I, but now that I like I actually the goal is to play live I'm like okay well I'm gonna have to write simpler guitar stuff well something we're talking about is um, for live shows Maybe adding a guitarist. Um, oh yeah, and like we're actually talking to my friend Andrew and my friend Parker to for bass and guitar. Yeah, um, f- to throw them in like for shows every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's good to have. I mean, if you have that at your disposal, I feel like the more. I mean, depending on what you're doing, but I've listened to like a few of your guys' songs, and you know, the more you can have, the like the more people you can have, the closer you're going to be able to get to what's on the record. Yeah, um, for sure. So well, like we are playing to. Uh, like samples yeah. live, yeah. but we're gonna have backing tracks. Yeah, um, which is cool because I don't think him and I are, have ever been in a band where we did that. 
No, my oh, last band was tight. like anti-backing track. Yeah, like playing to a click is amazing. Like I've never done it yeah. like live. You guys play to a click too? Well, yeah, I, yeah if you have a backing track, we have track. to. Yeah, yeah, there's no other yeah. option. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm definitely most bands should be implementing a click, yeah. if anything, just to keep it solid and everyone together. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. I mean, what do you guys use? You guys in your monitors or we have in ears and uh, for like the software we use Ableton. Oh, okay. Um, and there's this new device called the Play Audio 12. Yeah. That's not like super new, but I mean, it came out a couple years ago. But you just plug that in to Ableton, and then it's just 10 built in outputs. It was designed specifically for backing tracks. Oh. Okay. It's super easy to use. Um, I think that's going to be like the future for bands is huh. using clicks and backing tracks. Well, like a lot of bands do that. Like, especially like the more technical bands it's like how how could you not like yeah. use one you know i feel for like sure. for what sets apart like good bands to great bands is like playing to a click and keeping everything super uh what's the word i'm looking for super tight tight, tight yeah because yeah. yeah. i mean i've been in probably like 20 bands like in the last almost 10 years and never played to a click and i've even in my last band um i tried to implement it i bought in inners i made clicks i'm like okay, yeah we did it one show and it was terrible so. yeah i mean i feel like that stuff's pretty expensive oh, oh my gosh i could get into the money that i spent on this stuff but i don't want to <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a lot you, you yeah. have to like i'm financing a bunch of stuff right now okay yeah because i'm gonna say it's definitely like an investment it is yeah like, there's yeah. there's no way it's, there's it's an investment like on top of the investment of all your instruments and gear yeah and stuff. yeah seriously like, a lot of people are intimidated by just like um purchasing a nice guitar and amp yeah. and like getting the, just their tone is so much money that they couldn't fathom like trying to i mean i was one of those people and like i even if i had the money for the the you know the inner monitors i'm like man there's so many other things that i kind of want yeah but like well the closest i've come to that is i've practiced where the drummer has a click in his ear Mm-hmm. but you know i've I, now that i realize like some of my songs now that i've recorded them i realize there's tempo changes in them which i've never written to, to a click before but in the studio you know you kind of have to obviously yeah and i was like oh so like before i went into the studio i had to like do some demos and then that's when i realized like oh there's a tempo change here mm-hmm. and then i had to program a click mm-hmm. and i figured out how to do that and i was like i mean this was like involved enough like i couldn't imagine like trying to do it live but i mean hats off if you guys are able to do that well for us it's easy for the click at least because it's just one tempo um i was in a band up until recently that like our gimmick if you want to call it that yeah. was that we had constant tempo changes all oh the okay time. we have this one song on an upcoming album that has i think 13 tempo changes in one all, song all different tempos too not like a few of them go back but like just to the, say you could yeah every <laughs> there's i think there's only one song in our whole eight, 10 year discography that one or two that doesn't have a tempo change and if it does <laughs> it's just going to half step yeah like everything else is like a and it was like weird tempos it was like 123 or 171 it was never just like, like arbitrary yeah <laughs> yeah that's funny so like what do you I guess like the music you play now, how would you kind of describe that? 
like what like some of the influences like maybe like what for fans of uh for fans of 21 pilots for fans of like the 1975 Manchester Orchestra all get out uh who else um I just want to say Torn Pilots is like the most influential band for me. Okay. Uh, as a songwriter and like um, lyrics and stuff, I, I just want everyone to yeah. know that. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned Manchester Orchestra, and they're they're one of my top bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. In that case, you might want to check out a band called All Get Out. Yeah, I've heard of them. They but are I've never listened to them. They're my favorite band of all time, and they're so close to Manchester, but they're so unappreciated i guess i guess like well manchester seems so different on a lot of their albums so do you think that they sound like a particular album of manchester or just like i don't know manchester that well because i like all get out more oh okay um all get out is a little bit more aggressive i don't listen i don't know i i can't it's not aggressive at all but the vocals have more of a grit oh okay yeah yeah Yeah. but very like if you played a Manchester song and that All Get Out song front to back, back to back, like, and you and you didn't know that it was two different bands, you wouldn't be able to tell. Oh, or, the, or you could swap vocalists out. Yeah, and then the it would voices seem like are the other super, band. super. Some people might get yeah. offended by that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, they're both good. I feel like if they're if they're both widely uh, known to be good. Yeah, you know, Manchester's probably a little bit bigger, but I've seen All Get Out getting bigger. You know, I've seen yeah. them on some different tours. Yeah. With bands that I like. I just don't remember where I saw them. I saw them in 2017 at um, Taking Back Sunday. Oh, okay. Which was such a weird show. All Get Out was the opener. Every Time I Die was the band in between and then Taking Back Sunday. I've seen Every Time I Die a good handful of times. <laughs> I think I remember that being insane. advertised. It was show. weird because it was like two not heavy bands and then just like metal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're a good time. They're not metal, but you know, they're hardcore. Like, yeah, like hardcore, or whatever. Yeah. So, like, as far as uh, you mentioned something that you want to talk about, like your stage setup, which I'm kind of like curious with. Yeah, like you're just two people right now. So, like, what, what's that looking like? So, right now for our first show, which is May 29th at the Blind Pig. Plug. Plug. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just word. We just got it set up. What, like four or five days yeah, ago? A couple days ago. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's Who are you guys be- playing with? Uh, we're playing with. I remember the Paper head- Lanterns. I know is one of the bands, and then uh, what's the other band? I don't. I I'm such a bad band member. Two really <laughs> cool bands based on their name. May 29th. May 29th at huh. the Blind Pig. In we're, Arbor, we're on Michigan. first. Okay. We're on first. Sweet. Uh, doors right at eight. Nine. Nine. Doors at nine. It's a late show. What what day is it? It's, it's a Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, it's a Wednesday? Wednesday, and it's late. I don't know why they do their doors like that sometimes. Well, well especially during a weekday. Like, yeah. They told us that... Like, Unless you're playing first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for Which sure. Which is a blessing and a curse, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it depends, because you definitely... I found... Middle of the set is yes. the best. <laughs> yeah. When, when sure. bands are first starting out, and I made this mistake, like... They think it's cool to be like the headliner. headliner you're yeah. not the fucking headliner, no, dude. dude. Like no one's the headliner. <laughs> no. Like when it's a bunch of local bands. I mean, sometimes there is. The only, but exception. rarely is there like a real headliner. The only exception to that, at least in my experience, is if it's a CD release show. Yeah. Then, you know, everyone's there just for you. Yeah. Normally. But then people won't show up until like later in the set or later in the show. But that's why. I mean, 
if you're the headliner. Yeah. Like you, you should care, but you don't have to. No, you don't really care. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you can't control what people are going to do. And like, I've been in a band like playing first and frustrated because people show up afterwards. But then I've also been a hypocrite. I've been that person that doesn't show up at the yeah. beginning of the show. You know, like whenever I go to a band that like I bought tickets to see or something, if I don't know the opener, I mean, sometimes I'll listen just to see, but other times I just, I forget to, or I just put it off. And then I just like, I, I literally don't care. I'm not going to rush. Well, but yeah, you we just talked, have to understand how people work. You we, know? we, me and Mitch talked about that. We wanted to make sure that we stick around because a lot of times bands will just leave after they're set. Yeah. Um, and I'm guilty of that. Oh yeah, it's so hard to. But like, yeah. Now we we want to make sure we support all the bands and yeah, um, just try and make as many friends as possible, especially in the scene. Oh yeah. Um, because that's that's all we got. We got yeah, to make you, that's, friends. Yeah, you, that's how you get good. I mean, that's how you get bigger. Well, even know? even just to like make relationships with people. Yeah. Not, it's yeah, not exactly. always about like trying to get ahead of other right bands. it's just like i want to be friends with you you're you're, you're yeah. a cool guy we're like-minded people we're all yeah, like kind of going after the same things also exactly it, like knowing i my most recent band that i just left like i met so many people who uh since joining pain and friends have helped us out a lot as far as like booking and just where to play and so on because i had never done any of that before so it's really yeah building those relationships yeah then that's really important because sometimes now after i've like i've made a few friends sometimes i'll just get an email saying like hey can you play this show it's like yeah yeah man like a few months ago i could have never even like conceived of the fact that someone would ask me to play a show i'm like trying to figure out i i had i had to have a house show in order to have a show yeah (laughs) that was like our first show was a house show at my drummer's house dude the house shows are Cool. Oh yeah, they're dope. It was fun. I've never done a house. Oh, actually, no, I did one. And it yeah. was fun. Yeah, I did it solo. But we're, we're gonna try to do some. Yeah, you, you will. You will play a lot of yeah. them because there's so many around here. Yeah, there's so many around here. But have you guys played any shows together yet? No, no. We 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 just practiced. Yeah. I think five times now. We got one more yeah. practice. We met what in April? Yeah, we met. Uh, we, he joined the band April twelfth, and it's what May. Oh, okay. 15th? Yeah. So, 16th? Yeah. So it was so just... Not that, yeah, not that long ago. It was uh, like a, on the cuff. I was playing pop punk and I realized I didn't want to play yeah. that anymore because I could feel myself phoning it in at shows and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to find something like yesterday. Yeah. So I found Jeremy and we immediately like clicked. and That's cool. And you can find that. Sense. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So... You guys, you practice like five times. Yeah, mm-hmm. we practice Fridays uh, over at Grove Studios, like ten minutes from here. Plug. What is what <laughs> is that place? I feel like I've heard it's that. A, it's a rehearsal space. Yeah, it's just a little rehearsal space. You rent it. There's they have like oh, three shit. or four rooms. Yeah, it's actually um, really cool. Like, it's really cool. How much is it? Twenty five um, an hour. Yeah. Really? Unless you go before bad. four p.m., it's twenty. But like, who's gonna practice at noon and? Right, so you have to bring your own drum set every time. No, no. they have. Well, there some rooms you do. The main like Grove room is what it's called. Uh, it has drums already in there. Oh, you have to and bring all your the rooms, yes, yeah, bring your snare and like your okay. cymbals and stuff. Yeah. But all the rooms have a PA. Um, 
Wow, that's awesome. It's yeah. really cool. And, I didn't even know about that. And yeah, I, it's super sweet because like yeah. we've only practiced in like basements and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, like actually having a PA and being able to hear stuff clearly, it's amazing. Yeah, it's yes, fantastic, and it's not like crazy expensive. Yeah. Yeah, twenty five dollars. Like, okay, so. If you wanted to practice once a week, that's $100 a month. And if you have a four-person band, that's $25 each a month and, yeah. in yeah. order to have a practice space. Definitely. It's like the, the the more efficient you get at practicing, like it's even cheaper. Yeah. 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 They right, let, right now we do two hours, so 50 bucks a week. Mm. But probably moving forward, we're going yeah. to bump it down to an hour yeah. just because yeah. we're, we're pretty solid now. Yeah. yeah, once you get every – the hardest part is like building up the set. Yeah. And then once you have the set, then it's just you're just knocking it out. Oh, we have the set now. It's, we have some some tricks up, up our sleeves for <laughs> the first show. Yeah, for, <laughs> for a few, few shows. Yeah, nice, nice, dude. I'm excited. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and like, so t- talk to me about like the the recording process, the like because I know you have like a full length album like yes. done. Yes, we put out an album. Wait, I wanna I wanna interject. Jeremy put out an album. He <laughs> literally did everything on that record. He recorded every instrument. He mixed it. He did all the promotion stuff. Uh, it was what, like a one or two year period. Some of the songs were are really old. Yeah, yeah but I've like been working on flowers, I've been working on since like 2016. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a talented dude. Like, well. And then, okay, no wait. <laughs> I, like, I can't take compliments like that. I don't I, know what to say. Thank you. <laughs> That's what like I said. well. Thank okay, you. so he sent me the album before I was in the band, and I was listen, or he told me where to f- listen to it, and like, even regardless of me being in the band, it's one of my albums of of, of twenty nineteen. Like, oh yeah, it's definitely really good. Yeah. Like when I I I responded to that Craigslist. That's how I met Jeremy. Was like that Craigslist mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and I posted on Craigslist about looking for people to to play with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I saw the Manchester Orchestra. I'm like, yeah, I really like his songwriting, too. And I, you have more of like, it's more poppy, I guess, like with like more like electronics and things like that. I can definitely see the 1975 influences and things like that. Yeah. But I definitely respected the songwriting a lot. And I'm not taking away from it. Like, it, just because it's poppy doesn't mean I don't like it. Yeah. I really liked it. It was It was different for me. But it's catchy. You definitely have an ear for melody. And, like, you definitely have an ear for hooks. And, like, there's a lot of interesting changes. Like, I like to put incorporate that in my own songwriting. Like, um, like non-traditional transitions and just, like, you know, um, atypical song structures, things like that. You do a lot of that and keep it interesting. And I think I'm super ADD, so I, I like that. And I think <laughs> people in general now are more ADD than they used to be. So oh, I think for sure. people, you see that a lot in pop music. Um like especially hip hop and a lot of just pop in general where like they're moving. There's some songs or artists that are moving away from the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, outro sort of thing where there's still the hooks, but not, it's not every song is in the same formula all the time. Yeah. I, I was really uh, paying attention to structure, especially writing this album yeah. and um, I've like ideas for the next album or whatever. I'm still focusing on like, structure 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 it's like yeah super important um and i don't want to st- like stick to like the intro verse chorus verse chorus yeah. twice bridge chorus again Some i don't rises. i don't want to do that 
but sometimes it's just like that's just naturally sometimes the song needs that yeah. um, you know you gotta, yeah it's okay to have that but it's just like when every song becomes predictable that's when it gets annoying yeah you know? I, I, it's just I not exciting to listen to an album that's nothing but that i feel like but when you're able to there's always going to be the right time to do that and it can be really effective you know um yeah and then back to like the the songwriting um like the process of it uh i was actually um working at a job that uh, i really didn't like <laughs> yeah and i was there for a long time um well a long time six six or seven months <laughs> which is feels not like forever long. it feels like forever but it's like not forever. that long um but like while i'm there working um i'm just like thinking of melodies in my head yeah um and i just like i have to like stick with them or i'll forget them so like sometimes the whole day i'll be just like going around the belt which was my job which is running around a belt um with this melody stuck in my head so then when i the next day um i would just try and get that down and recorded and um another like motivation for this record and why i wanted to spend so much time on it was that like i i just hated that job and yeah. i wanted to get out of there as quick as possible yeah. so my like default thing that I wanted to do was to make a really, really good record and put yeah. as much time and effort and a lot of money into it. Um, Where'd you record at? I, my mom's His basement. basement. Oh, okay. Um, and I used a uh, software. Oh, yeah, that's right. You said you did you it did all did everything yourself. on a laptop. Yeah. I, yeah, I used a software called Mixcraft, which like no one uses. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone needs to, like, when you're just getting started, Try using like Mixcraft plug. Plug. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. It's just really easy to use, and um, you can come up with some decent really good plugins stuff. and stuff, or like decent like. I use uh, plugins I get from Sweetwater and stuff. I don't use the built-in plugins. Oh, okay, okay. So that that is kind of like a thing. You can really pretty much use any DAW, I yeah. guess. But Mixcraft is cheap and easy to figure out. Yeah, I, I've learned that it's not what DAW you use it's how you use it yeah yeah I, I love using ableton i guess it's just because it's the one that i've always used oh yeah but I mean, it's like everyone, any profession yeah everyone tells you like tells me like you need to get pro tools pro tools you, you know it's like the industry standard I'm like <laughs> i get that and then like the studio i'm recording at right now like uses pro tools but it's so complicated it is it's like ridiculous ableton just seems like way more user-friendly ableton more is intuitive. really good yeah we use ableton for backing tracks in live right. Yeah, um, stuff. So it, like, it really depends on what you're recording too, because yeah. every DAW really has its own strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. So like he'll we recorded like some tracks, and then he'll send me the like the the rough mix in like Dropbox, and then I'll just upload that rough mix into Ableton, and then I'll record parts like track by track by track and then I'll send those recorded tracks back to him and then he'll put them into pro tools. So it's like it really doesn't matter. Like mm -hmm. you don't have to you even use the same DAW like mm -hmm. on a project. You can record multiple tracks in multiple DAWs and then just combine them. Yeah. As long as you don't like compress the WAV file when you export and that's yeah. just something I've done before cuz I was a noob, but like you know <laughs> you you live and you learn and yeah. like, there's a, there's a way to do it, you know. But um so like when you guys use backing tracks, like what all what all do you have on backing tracks when when you two just play? For if like we're playing a show and it's just us, we're gonna have the bass um track um Harmonies. on the backing track. And then uh some 
vocal harmonies on a few songs and then synths. Oh, okay. Lots, lots of lots, lot of layers and layers of synths. Layers. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you access any of it live or is it all like just click and and then you play along to it basically? Well, the way we have it set up now is like on the side of Ableton there's like the scenes. Each scene um is a song for us. Yeah. So like song 1 will have like the bass track, uh synth track and then like backing vocals and they'll, it'll all play at one time. Like Okay coming out of different outputs from the play audio 12 into oh. the pa oh okay yeah you're gonna have to show me how that works sometimes it's it <laughs> sounds complicated but like like i said it's it's pretty easy to yeah yeah because like I, i've been trying to i've been thinking about implementing some of that myself um because i want to play with a band like when i play locally and things like that but i also want to be able to go on tours yeah. and it, it's going to be harder to tour with a full band so if i can't tour with a band I would like to be able to figure out something to where I can do it myself, but not just be a guitar and a singer, you yeah. know, like I want to be able to like do some other stuff too. Just find a drummer. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm, well, I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm yeah. There's so many bands around here that like swap their members though, that like, I don't even know how they keep track of it. There's like, well, Oh, this guy's in this band, but in this band too. But then I play in this other band. It's like, God, I can't even keep track. Of trust me. Like, I wish I was like that. I don't have, I don't have the mental capacity to be in another project see up until paying friends i was bouncing fr from two to three bands at a time maybe even more there was a mm. point last year that i was in like five different projects and it was insane but like that's just kind of how like especially like bassists and drummers yeah i wonder because it's it's more rhythmic yeah and yeah. like maybe there's not as much to remember when you're not remembering like melodic sequences I don't know though, because I'm not like a rhythm, in, like rhythm uh, player. Well, I don't know. It's hard to explain. You definitely have to. You definitely have to know the song real yeah. well. Um, especially the for me, it's the uh, the vocals. Like the vocals are what I follow. Oh yeah, live. yeah. Like I before this band, I would just play with earplugs in, and I didn't hear anything. So it, it would just be like playing blind and it was terrible. right right uh but so many musicians nowadays bounce from band to band because uh part of it is a lot of people i think because that's how i was think maybe with whichever band they're in it might get them to where they want to be yeah um but also the more you play the more people you meet, at least that's the idea. Yeah. But then you have to actually go out there and be social and it's hard. Yeah. You know what, dude, I was just talking to my last episode. That is really hard. And that's part of the reason I started this podcast mm -hmm. is because I'm a musician and I want to make connections, but I suck at going to shows and like making friends. Oh yeah. But I'm way better at having like one-on-one -on -one conversations and getting to know people that way. Yeah in like my own space so it's like i can bring people literally into my dojo yeah you know and then like <laughs> make connections this way you know oh yeah for and sure i'm hoping that works but like i totally get it and i still want to get better about like going to shows and stuff oh see the going to shows part is my biggest flaw i'm good now at talking to people yeah um but it's like actually just hey i have a show please come i'll let you know yeah. It's like not doing that instead of just being like, yeah, I'll be there. Right. 
Right. Yeah, it's hard. Well, it's hard because like I, I, everybody works. I'm just saying that's my excuse because I, I work and sometimes I just just don't want to go anywhere. Oh, absolutely. Now I do this too. You know. Yeah, there's days where you just emotionally don't have the capacity to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but then there's also the thing too that like you just gotta like move your feet on things too. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. That you like. You you feel like you don't want to go, but you won't regret it if you do, kind of thing. And things will usually end up. You'll probably make at least if you meet at least one person, that's more than you had before. Oh, absolutely. You know, but but yeah. So like you guys practice um, that place in Ipsy once a week. You said once mm-hmm. a week Fridays usually. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, what else was I gonna say? So the album. Um, what's up with like. Well, first of all, I wanted to ask you like the, the name of your band, and then because I think it's I think it's a cool name for sure. But band I, friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. So, like, I guess go into like what inspired the name, and then also the name of the album. So, Painted Friends originally was going to be a song name for my old band, The Manas. Okay. Um, we were putting together an EP, and uh, the last song was going to be called Painted Friends. And then in the middle of the recording process for that, uh, the my two band members, they, they quit. So I was... Um, uh, like, that that event, them quitting, like, led to a lot of, like, crappy moments. <laughs> yeah. As far as, like, me mentally. Uh, like, I, I quit music <laughs> for, like, a, a month. Okay. Um uh, but then I, I had all these songs because they, they finished like the drummer, he was done with all his drum tracks and all that stuff. And the bassist was done with his bass tracks. So I just had to finish vocals and, and guitar for the recording process. So I still did it. I finished the, the songs. Um, and then I just didn't do music for like a year. Like I didn't play a show for a long time. Um, and then I got back into it and I wanted to, um, name the project that I was doing painted friends because I realized how much influence like my friends have on me mentally and my my songwriting. And, um, so painted friends, is just like a, I'm painting my relationships with my songs. Oh, that's really cool. That's, that's kind of the idea. Um, I mean, not every single song that I write is about relationships that I have, with friends, so a lot of it is about just you. Well, it's some of it. It's like my view of life, I guess. Yeah. Especially the album that I did, the lyrics of it are like getting older and um, like it's about life, I guess. Yeah. So the, yeah, the album is called "To Feel the Ache of Old Age." Um, I wanted to write about my thoughts on like getting older and. To me, there's a little bit of irony in it too, though. Because yeah. it's like you're 23, right? I know, yeah. And that's I, I knew people were going to say that, so that's why I wrote the song Not Insane. The first line in that song is, I know I'm young. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to address that. Like, I know I'm young, but I still have these ideas. Like, um, when I'm older, uh, am I still going to have these problems that I have right now yeah. when, I'm, when I'm 21? Like, whether it's... Uh, like being super shy around people. Or yeah. Okay. Like um, other issues that people have that are my age. Like, so maybe a little bit, and maybe this is just me making my own conclusions, but 
some of it is maybe you're worrying, you're feeling sort of the the stresses of being older before it's even happening. Yeah, so it's I'm, like you're feeling I'm the ache of old way age. Way too ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah, feeling the ache of old age before you're even experiencing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I think a lot of people do that. And I I'm excited to to get old and like when I'm 60 to look back. Dude, I can't record. wait to be old. Dude, I <laughs> tell people all the time I look forward to getting older because. Even if you have had great times when you're younger, like great times are still coming. Yeah. You just haven't gotten there yet. And a lot of times yeah. I, I agree with that one hundred percent and people don't realize like some of the issues that they're going through right now won't even ten no, years from now won't even be there you, a you month from now sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And people just rush to decisions and sometimes it turns pretty ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I like to uh going back just a minute about the like what was it like worrying about things that haven't even happened yet yeah i like to think i like to say that that feeling is almost like you're you're missing out on something that you weren't even a part of oh. and like i feel that way in some of these songs on this album as well like there's a lot of strong feelings with these songs oh yeah for sure that's good that's good do you ever feel because I I feel like a lot I put a lot of myself into uh, into my lyrics too, and I feel like it'll be kind of revealing at times. Do you ever feel like like an almost like an obligation to like live up to the version of yourself that you put out in music? What I'm what I'm trying to say is like I put this version of myself in the music, but that is like super serious and maybe dark. But then I'm almost always like goofy. And just having a good time. So I almost feel I don't want people to think I'm lying or I'm being like overly emotional on purpose or something. Well, that's that's well, music for me is I'm just letting all that stuff out. Yeah. And so I can be like a happy person on the outside. But like on the inside, that's where my songs come out. That's where like the lyrics come out. And uh, I can release that way. Yeah. Songs. And then like maybe my songs sound sad and. And crappy, like, uh, but on the outside, I'll be fine because I wrote that song. Yeah, it's like, that's what I tell people, too. It's like, I, I play that stuff, I write that stuff so that I don't have to feel that way anymore. Exactly. You know, you, you get it out. I like to think it's like a snapshot in time. And, like, those feelings are f- in that song instead of, yeah, like, constantly. Not carrying it around with you yeah. anymore. And even if you do, like back to what you're saying about like trying to live up to what the song's about. Like you're, you're allowed to have good days and bad days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I feel like, especially now with the music landscape, there's definitely a push to be as transparent as possible through your music. And like, yeah, you can do that, but also you don't have to be like, right. You can be a different person on stage than off stage. Oh yeah. Well, it'll be weird sometimes. Like I've, I had a few songs I still do like that are, that were really emotional for me. And when I first started performing them, like in practice and stuff, I get really emotional, but like you play them more and more and it, it doesn't really overcome me as much anymore. But sometimes I'll, I'll catch myself off guard. Like I'll, it'll feel so second nature to me, but then I'll go and perform it. And then all of a sudden everything comes flooding back again. Like, like all the feelings or something that that song was supposed to portray, it, it comes back unexpectedly. And then it, I just feel so weird after I'm done playing it. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I guess 
I'm, it kind of transports your mood a little bit. Well, when I'm performing my songs, like I, I don't even pay attention to the words, like as far as like the meaning behind them. Yeah. I don't have like, like I'm too like set on like playing them right and like saying the right words that mm-hmm. I don't even have like the capacity to like think um, about the words. That's the right <laughs> way to go about it though, because yeah. when you start thinking too much like that, that's when you start fucking up. Yeah, like that, like sure. when you're thinking about like, you have to have everything memorized, like I played a song recently that was, it was the first time I performed it and I had just written it earlier that week and I played it last and I did every other song I did, I sang really well, but then the last song I was super pitchy because I'm like trying to recall the lyrics. I'm trying mm. to remember the right things. So like all of a sudden it's just way off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I've been there. I can't think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I get that way sometimes if I like, well, I'm a drummer, so it's not like at the you same. You play drums? No. Oh. No, sorry. I had to go. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I I hop around band-wise and projects and whatever, but like I like someone will hit me up and be like, auditions in a week. I'm like, okay, so the next week all I'm doing is learning these songs, and then the audition comes, and it's like I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> like, So I, I understand that from like a different perspective. Did you guys have... Um maybe a little different topic, but did you guys have any like music theory background? Like when you like were learning to play music or like, how did you guys learn? I picked up a guitar when I was like 12 um, because my sister was doing it and I thought it was cool. So I was like, Oh, I want to play too. And I pretty much taught myself. I went to lessons for like a month, but that was two years into me playing and learning by myself. Gotcha. Um, And two years is kind of a long time. If you're like playing guitar for six hours a day. And, yeah. Um, So I was way ahead of everyone who was like just starting to learn guitar. Oh yeah. So I only went for like a month and uh, stopped going because like I was, I felt like I was wasting some of my time. Yeah. Um, so uh, I pretty much learned by scales and stuff like that. So I do have some music theory. Okay. So you have taught yourself scales and things like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm, I w- I'm not going to say like I'm a genius at, at music theory, but right. like, I, I, I guess I know a decent you, amount. You do it more by feel. Yeah. 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 Um, so I am too. I also don't want to like be an expert at music theory for songwriting purposes. Like if I know that this note isn't going to work, <laughs> you, are you like, don't need to know. You're like, yeah, I just uh, want to like try it out yeah. and, and see like if it'll sound cool. My friends who are listening to this, who have heard me talk about my own approach so often, they're going to think that you sound exactly like me <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> I've said the same exact shit. Yeah. They're yeah. Like, why don't you learn theory? And I'm like, well, 90% of it is because I'm lazy, but that 10% <laughs> that I cling to is because I feel like it'll change the way I write songs. Exactly, yeah. Because it is feel-based, and sometimes you do get that dissonant note that you would never have really thought to do. Yeah. And my buddies will tell me, like, well, if you really, really master theory, you'll understand how to bring in those dissonant notes. But and what if you- I don't want to understand? <laughs> yeah. I think overall, I'm just lazy, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm lazy, I guess. But I, it also is like what i had to decide like what do i want my experience with the guitar to be like what's the purpose of it and is it to master the the instrument itself or is it to like have it as a tool of uh personal expression because when it comes to personal expression i'm i feel like i'm at like the height that i've ever been i'm the highest that i've ever been at guitar but i'm not going to amaze anybody by just picking up a guitar and and playing it you know what i mean it's it's how i 
incorporate it into a song yeah yeah you know like a lot of my favorite bands are not like geniuses on the guitar they're not virtuosos but it's it's just a matter of taste you know like my i've had buddies that are way better than me at guitar um but they also they just they that's because they play really technical stuff and that's what they're into i'm Mm -hmm. more into like manchester orchestra brand new you know things that are like more passion driven i guess yeah the guitars in manchester aren't like crazy no not at all beginners can learn them yeah and play them fine like that's another reason why i love manchester too is like yeah they're super easy to get into there's no like complicated anything i guess maybe the vocals yeah andy hull's voice is like amazing it's really unique it's very somehow it's not easy to write those songs you know yeah it's easy to play them but it's not easy to write them i think that comes at least i like to call this that genre like the new wave of like modern emo Um, yeah like bands like that like microwave um uh can't, you can't say brand new anymore yeah they're canceled um they were like called post emo that was like another yeah. name for brand new god what's a, another band uh, uh citizen maybe yeah citizen, like, they're a little grungier like um sorority noise yeah uh, can't say sorority noise yeah either. they're canceled are they um, yeah they, yeah they're hardcore canceled oh um, shit uh it's, i don't read reddit enough uh, uh, you don't read reddit i do but i use reddit like an encyclopedia for shit i don't i don't like troll reddit but like if i need to ask google a question i ask reddit the question usually yeah. i pretty much just follow the minecraft and the 21 pilots reddit that's about it oh, yeah. um but anyway uh it's very hard to write those songs because even though to a listener's point of view they're not super complicated and technical there's a lot of stuff going behind the scenes oh, yeah. um like the guitar work doesn't sound technical, but it's nuts. Like there's mm. some crazy chords going on. Yeah. And like, if you don't really vibe with writing crazy dissonant chords and stuff yeah, that fit in a key. Right. Like it's hard to write that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just, you know, you listen to a band like citizen and, mm. Again, that's another one where it's not super hard to play, but just the blending of different dissonant chords and like different, it, it's just, if, if everybody could write like that, they would. And then we would have too much. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. That's true. But like, it's like that you have to actually, it has to be real coming from you. It comes from them real. Like the yeah. passion is real and it, it, everything comes together perfectly in those bands where it's, it's hard to duplicate, even though, it sounds familiar. It definitely is like a product of like a genre, yeah. but it's still unique in its own way. So, yeah. But I guess like, are you guys uh, familiar with any uh, local bands that you guys are into right now? Or? I'm really into a band called the true blue, um, which I'm honestly surprised they're not huge. Really? They're so good. And I saw them open up for, um, uh, it was at the shelter like three years ago, but ever since then, like, I've just been into them. And then there's a there's a few other locals, uh, Andrea Doria. Okay, I'm a huge fan of them and really good friends with with all of them. Um, I've heard of them. I haven't listened to them though. Really, check big, them out on Spotify. They're good. Plug. Yeah, plug. Uh, really big fan of Beta Camp. Um, uh, uh, Anti Ghost <laughs> is a really it's they're a band from uh grand rapids that yeah super super 
I, I don't like comparing bands to bands, but I, I really do think they sound very, very close to like Nirvana, but in a real good way. Oh, okay. Um, ever heard of Mover Shaker? Yep. They're really good. Yep. Heard Saw them Shaker. at Bloodfest last year. Yep. Um, I was just listening to Dogleg. Dogleg really, is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, heard of them a couple of days ago. Those guys are, they're going to be coming on the podcast too. I'm oh, just, sweet. I'm just trying to work out a, a date with them. Yeah. But I'll see them in June. I'm going down podcasting from uh, the Sword Fest. Oh, or whatever. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. In Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I just heard from them today. We should find actually. a festival to play. Um, if only it were that easy. I know. Let's just let's just join well, a listen, festival. Listen, we need yeah. to. We could do Bonnaroo. We could do. <laughs> what's oh, the other one? Coachella. Yeah. Oh God. Coachella. <laughs> no, we can't do Coachella. No. Burning Man. Do they have even have bands at Burning Man, or is it just drugs? Um, Probably <laughs> drugs. Probably both. Yeah. Maybe not electronic bands. Maybe just like a Electric Forest. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Ooh, that there would you be go. Fun. I that would be I, fun. I don't know if you'd be like. F- you have to be like, a kind of a jam band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, but can we jam. Co- we We're can, a band and we jam. So yeah. We can do some covers. Um, I don't remember what, what we were talking about. Local bands. Local bands, yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard Antigos. I've heard good things about those guys. Yeah. I've played a bunch of shows with them uh, in my previous band, Amor. Yeah. Drummer is sick. Ooh, Day Sleeper. Day Sleeper. Day Sleeper is good. Day Sleeper is good. Plug. And they're very fashionable. Yeah. Really? No. Yeah. Yeah. All their. We saw them. Uh, Oh, I saw him a couple days or like a week ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, like two two. weeks ago. Uh, yeah, they got they got some nice clothes. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) No Fun Club. I don't know if you guys have ever seen them play, but No Fun Club's another band that like it's really good. They remind me of like like Title Fight, the Hotelier. Um, they're playing tonight with Colin. Colin from Ship and Sail just joined No Fun Club. That's cool. And if if I get done here in time, I'll probably go catch them. Mm -hmm. I gotta get done with this and then i'm not going to cut you guys short or anything oh so like you, that. you want us to leave then no 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 <laughs> no i'm just saying like if that's one of those things if i can make it i'll go if not i gave you a shout out uh no fun club so <laughs> if i don't make your show at least i fucking shouted you out here yeah. what time is it no it's i mean like it's 7 23 like we're good okay we're good gucci. um gucci we gucci hi luca yeah here, <laughs> did you pick that up what the mic did it pick it, up? It, the that mic? one probably did. <laughs> this is really quality content right here. Um, quality. So, let's see. You went over your influences. Is your are your influences basically like the stuff you mentioned, like all Get Out bands like that, or do you have like some other influences? Well, I don't know. Um, no, not at all. He only uh, listens to Tara Melos. That's it. What? what do you you ever hear of Tara Melos? No, they're a dude. They're an insane math band. They remind oh, me of dude, like, I love math rock. Oh, Terry Milos will blow your fucking mind. You ever listen to Draft Drafts? No, super super good. Anyway, regardless, um, Mitch only listens to Painted Friends. That's true. <laughs> that's the only uh, band he's allowed to listen to. Like as influences go, I started off drumming to like Lincoln Park and My Chem, and Not still do. Yeah, like. like my biggest influences musically right now are like, I don't know if I don't know if it's embarrassing to say this, but I really really like K-pop and K-pop. like. It's not embarrassing. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. I'm a weeb. You like Bieber too? <laughs> no, actually, he's got some sweet drums. Who? Justin Bieber. 
Really? He's got an amazing voice. He does. People don't don't credit no. him for that. Well, it's because when he was a kid, like he made. Now, now his music is. I can't say it's good because I don't like him as a person. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But <laughs> like I'm, I'm really into pop right now, and yeah, that's kind of what got me into where I am now with painted friends. But if we're not listening to pop, um. Foo Fighters. The Fuck drummer, yeah, dude. The drum, drummer from the Foo Fighters is my biggest oh, influence yeah. ever. I have a picture He's of him. Sick, man. Taylor Hawkins. I have yes. a picture of him signed on my wall. Um, That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Zach Farrow from Paramore. Okay. He's, their band rips, dude. Paramore is amazing. Yeah. That band is amazing. So yeah. sad that they're not a band anymore. What? Unofficially, they're just on hiatus. Paramore? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It sucks. Are, but, you, are you sure you're not... No. five years ago? No. They were never on hiatus. <laughs> if you guys like yeah, pop, you should check out uh, Amorosa. Amorosa. I, I dude, heard that, that out, the new album yeah. raps. They're it's heavy, so right? Good. They're a heavy band? No. They used to be. Used to be. Now they're like really popular. Johnny Craig's out and yeah. new guy is in. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll try um, to check yeah. it out. Okay, so Taylor Hawkins, Foo Fighters, Zach Farrell, Paramore. Um, every single My Chemical Romance album, <laughs> whatever the drummer is, yeah influenced like three cheers for sweet revenge is still one of my i still love that album oh not sorry about it that that my kind is in the top five bands of all time like and that i i have a controversial opinion i don't like black parade Um, okay well we're gonna have to talk we're really gonna have to talk i like like five i like five songs but as a collective front to back thing i don't like I yeah. need to get a sound clip that I can bring in, like in, in post production. Like every time there's a hot take, and then it'll just be like hot take. Like when someone says something like, "I don't like the Black Parade." I have another hot take. Um, do you do you like Taking Back Sunday? Yeah. Um, they're maybe my favorite band ever. Okay. I have a tattoo of them. Um, of their faces? The, no. Oh. Remember? Uh, <laughs> do you ever? Did you listen to? Um, uh, Tidal Wave, the most recent from like no, three years ago. No, okay, the, so, the most recent one I listened to was the one with uh, Sink Into Me on it. Oh man, that's ten years ago, dude. Oh well, they're new. They're listen to self-titled, super good. Anyway, okay. Um, I think Taking Back Sunday's first album is absolute hot garbage. Oh, <laughs> cannot man. cannot stand it. Oh man! Well, man, some people just grow up, I guess. Well, you have to understand. I I didn't start listening to Feel them. The ache of old age, dude. <laughs> I didn't start listening to them until 2014, so I had no nostalgia for that album. Oh, okay. So yeah. just as a that's fair. I can yeah, see that. Yeah. I think the one after that, where you want to be, that's that, my favorite album by it, them. It rips. And then yeah, that one kicks ass. And after John Nolan left, which I don't have a problem with. They're John back. Nolan. Yeah, John Nolan's been back. Yes. Yeah. I was self-titled is the first record with them back. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's my favorite album of all time. Super good. Really? Okay. I'll listen to it then. Some glowing. That's a glowing review there. Mm -hmm. Mitch. Mitch is a man of very uh, strong opinions. I have terrible, terrible. (laughs) My friends yell at me all the time. Sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had it yet. I'm sorry. It's he doesn't good. like black coffee. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so he's just been holding it dude, the whole time. <laughs> no, I'm going to drink it. Okay. I don't want to be rude. I can't leave it, until you I won't, drink it. I won't drink it. It's just too hot. <laughs> no, it, I'm, I can't have hot things. You want me to get you some ice? No, it's good. 
So I'm curious when when you guys you guys are gonna play us a song or Jeremy's gonna play us a song. Yeah, I'll I'll take tambourine. out the acoustic. Uh, no, but you can like hit. I can mic you up. You can hit the dresser or something. I don't want to property damage. Oh, you you're gonna hit it that hard? All right, dude. Um, I'm a big tall guy. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like we've kind of run the course a little bit. Um, feel like we got a lot of uh, we covered a lot of topics. Um, we, I don't think we got any questions. Did you get any questions from uh, fans or friends or anything like that? No. <laughs> I always feel weird saying fans because it's like every local bands like all there their, are no fans. Other fans are just <laughs> that's friends. not true. We yeah. have we have someone in uh, Denmark who listens. Oh to us. well, yeah. Oh, there's, shit, really? there's someone in Australia too, and someone in South America that listens. To someone us. in Australia. Oh shit! Never mind. Someone in Australia added us to a playlist on Spotify. Really? Yeah, so, cool. like, they're they're official fans. Yeah. So you guys gonna be pretty big over there? Yeah, we we got like two listeners over yeah, there, dude. We're blowing cool. up. So, so the first person who listened to it told a friend, yeah, to listen to it too. So that's that's two listeners in Australia. Uh, even though they're my friends and maybe coworkers as well, like the people I have shown fan friends to really really like it. Yeah, which is nice because I generally don't like showing anyone the music I'm doing because. I'm not. I'm never embarrassed of it, but I'm not like I'm not super super into it, right? But now I am, and it's amazing. That's good. It feels great to like be in a band I truly truly care about. So, have you uh, now that you've since just joined recently? What's what's been the writing process like? Do you write your own drum parts to that, or you kind of base your stuff around like the stuff that he wrote with the sampler? Or well, we haven't. He's been writing some stuff, and we haven't quite gotten there, but. Uh, the process it will probably... like my idea of the process was to have an album done so I could just show people so show other musicians and if they like it cool yeah okay, you you can join that's that and that was the case with with Mitch he I showed him the songs and he really liked them yeah um so now now he's the drummer mm. and I I met with a few people and usually what happens is you'll meet with someone and then uh like. Through text or whatever, they'll be yeah. like, "Oh, I'm super into it. Uh, it sounds cool." And then you'll meet with them, and then it's just weird, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like awkward. And it, that wasn't the case with Mitch. Mitch was like right away. It was like a instant. Yeah. Uh, like it clicked like right away. It was it was cool. Do you think? Do you think moving forward, uh, now that you guys are like clicking, meshing pretty well, like moving forward in the writing process, that it'll be like more of a collaborative thing, or? I think he's just a drummer. Well, yeah. <laughs> said, no, he says it so many times. Like I, I'm going to be showing him stuff and then he's going to be like cool or instruments, but I'm not good at anything other than drums. So I don't know anything about music. Uh, the writing process will almost entirely be, he has an idea and he brings it to me Yeah, and we'll go through it as a band. Yeah. And then, I'll be like, this part or the whole thing is cool or this needs to change. Um, but as far as the actual songwriting, I don't know if I will be much of help. Because I consider the songwriting more than just the melody writing, though, too. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I definitely will be bringing the beat. And yeah. I will move the song where it needs to go as yeah. far as that. Um, I think structurally drummers can... Like when I wrote with my buddy Brad who plays drums, like it was a it was kind of a fifty fifty split. Like I was writing all the melody, obviously, but 
his like structurally he helped a lot because he would be like well we would write the song on the spot together also it wasn't like i would come with like a, a few chord progressions that link up but you know the the rhythm can really determine like where the song goes next because you might be stuck like you got this progression and you have the song like up until this point and then the drummer can be like all right well i'm gonna do this beat here and that that'll take the song and i feel like that's an a- aspect of songwriting that maybe goes overlooked right. sometimes oh no for sure like i definitely like putting in my i don't know what the word is Input. my mark like yeah every yeah. song i've been a part of i'm i always bring something to the table that no one had thought of before or at least i try to um normally it's like a fill that just changes the the vibe or yeah and he's done that with with the tft aoa songs like he's he's changed yeah. a little bit of the drums and added a few fills and changed a few fills and um i think i'm really excited for the 29th that's gonna be cool yeah it's probably the most excited I've been for a show in like years, and I've been constantly playing shows since like 2014. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, it's Hopefully. gonna be different. I've been wanting to play Painted Friends stuff like live for. Yeah, he's been dying for it. It's like all all of the like writing and recording and meeting with people and and starting to practice like officially. Yeah. Is leading up to the 29th, and I'm like, oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, that'll I'm be so fun, excited, man. man. Yeah, I'll try to make it out. I'm usually Thank not you. doing anything unless I'm doing a podcast or rehearsing with my own band. Yeah, no. There will be, cool. be more shows, though. No, it we're just playing be. one yeah, once a year. One and done. That's the farewell show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to break up and then get The debut slash farewell show. All right, well, um, so what's the name of the song that you guys are going to play? Or Jeremy's going to play? Uh, the song that I'm playing is going to be called Stage. Uh, Stage. It's like, you could call it the title track of the album. Okay. Alrighty. Let me set you guys up. <clears throat> Alright, go for it. Doesn't make up for my loss of time. 
touch my loss of love my gain of a lust I can't wait to feel the ache of old age Fantasies are all dead to me Honesty leads prosperity And the only thing that's guaranteed Is failing to be happy Oh, I can't wait To feel the ache Yes, dude. So good. So good. Gracias. So good, man.